Thanks, John. And you might think, hey, John goes to Indonesia so much, it's almost like he's a missionary. Well, as of this month, he officially is a missionary. He and Amy both, <laughs> yes, are officially, officially just got approved uh, as missionaries for the Evangelical Free Church of America, our denomination. So it's a very awesome thing that this has led to, that they are now um, doing this. And right now what I'd like to do is just... Uh, go over a passage of scripture in Romans. We're taking a, a break, a little break from uh, Genesis for this, these Mission Sundays. But in a way, we're really not. It's connected. It's certainly connected. You know, the last few weeks we looked at God, the creation of God's perfect place for his people. And then last week we looked at how it was, it was broken. Uh, but that God immediately sets in motion a plan to restore all things, to, to fix his relationship with his people and that's all this is. This is a part of that plan, right? We're a part of that history, that we're in the middle of that. And so uh, what we're going to look at right now is Romans chapter 15, um, verses 14 through 21, if you'd like to open in your Bibles. And we do have, I did create a study guide for this passage that's in the back as well, and I'll be emailing out this week, but there is a study guide as well um, for this as, as there usually is for uh, my messages. So we're going to start out in verses 14 through 17. This, uh, this is not, this will be pretty, pretty brief. Um, it says, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. But on some points I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God. Now, it might sound kind of funny that Paul is, is saying, hey, I'm proud of my work for God, like I, I'm writing this to remind you. that He's kind of picking a, a strange tone, but he's having to defend his work of taking the gospel to the Gentiles, because most um, early Jewish Christians, right, of those that, that came to, to Christ, in the beginning, right through the apostles' teaching, they were Jews, and they just recognized Jesus as the Messiah. But for them, it wasn't obvious that this was then going to also go to the Gentiles. They didn't have an understanding that this, would, that this was what was God's plan was. Because as the people of God, as Israel, God's chosen people, they didn't have a call to proselytize. They didn't have a, a call to go take the message of Yahweh to the world. They were meant to be a shining city on a hill. There was a way that people could come and integrate into their society that could come and, and begin to worship Yahweh who didn't know him. And certainly when they come out of Egypt, people come with them that aren't, aren't immediately part of God's chosen people and they integrate into their society and, and start to worship Yahweh as well. So there were people that did it, but they didn't have a, an, an evangelistic call. They weren't told to do that. So for them, the idea that, hey, now the gospel about Jesus is going to go to Gentiles was kind of a, a strange thought to them. And so we face that same kind of skepticism in our world today, even as Christians today. When we talk about foreign missions, there, are, there is a small part of, uh, of the American church that goes, well, but aren't there, aren't there people that don't believe in Jesus right here? Right? Aren't there people that don't know Jesus right here where we are? Why don't we just re reach the people that, that are closest to us? Um, so we face the same kind of skepticism as 
as they did back then. But as that video pointed out, there's a difference in terms of the access and the resources that they have. And Paul speaks to that in this passage, right? He says, hey, you are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to instruct one another, right? He tells them, hey, you guys know the scriptures. He's talking to these Jews and saying, you know the scriptures. You, You have these things. You're full of goodness. You have the knowledge. You're able to instruct one another, and he's going to build a case for the fact that he's taking these to people that don't have that. And I would say the same is true for us, right? The same is true for us. We have those same advantages and even more so, right? Many of you have experience in church from an early age, or many of you have been in churches your whole lives um, or much of your life. Um, you have resources by which to research the scriptures, right? You can go to the bookstore and get a, a commentary, get a, a, one of the many translations that we have of the scripture. You have lots of access to scripture. Um, you have easy access to support, right? Most of you, most of you are, are more qualified to lead a church than people that Paul put in charge of churches, right? When Paul was going around and planting churches and Philippi and Ephesus and all those places, he was putting men in charge and, and giving them instructions and, and helping them to start up. But they had such limited knowledge of Scripture and, and, and even of, of anything. They were fully having to rely on, on the Holy Spirit in, in to lead and to start this church. And that's why Paul had to write all these letters going, oh, wait, wait, you're getting off track a little bit. Let me help you. Here's some instruction on that. Most of you have more knowledge and experience than the people that were leading those early churches. And the same is true in Indonesia. There's not the access that we have here in where we are. They don't have the access to the gospel or to Christian resources the way we do. So it's important that we, that we support this ministry, that we send the gospel where it has never been before. In Romans chapter 10, Paul talks about this. In Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 15, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? How are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Most of the people in Indonesia, as John said, would be classified as unreached people groups. They don't have access to the gospel. We can be a part of the solution to that. Right? You and I, us as Discovery Hills, can be a part of that. Moving on to, to verses 18 and 19 of chapter 15. For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience. By word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. Right? Paul is being used by God to reach the Gentiles. And this is true of any ministry, missionary efforts that we have. God works through human beings. He can work through his people. He's worked through us. Right? He's worked through those that have been sent to Indonesia, like John and, and everybody else that was mentioned. But it's also that God is working through those that send. Right? God also works through those that send to Send, send out missionaries. And that's all of us that have been a part of that, of sending people to Indonesia and supporting the missionaries that are indigenous there. Right, that as senders, we share in that ministry. As we finished up the last message that we did in, looked at in, in Philippians, 
We looked at these verses in Philippians chapter 4, verses 14 through 17, where Paul's talking about receiving support. And he says, Yet it was kind of you to share in my trouble, and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. Right, Paul says, when, when you support me, the fruit that I get is to your credit. Right, that, that it's to the credit of the ones that gave him the support, that are sending him out. He's saying they get credit for that, not just him. So the same is true for us, that as we support those ministry efforts, that's credited to us. That's, that's part of what we, God is accomplishing through us, just by sending, just by praying for, just by being involved in those ways. All right, I'm going to jump to the next section. I'm going to skip a couple of verses there and something else I was going to go over, but it's in the study guide. You can check it out. <laughs> so, verses, last two verses we're going to cover today under those who have not heard. Romans 15, 20 through 21. He says, And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see. Those who have never heard will understand. Paul's ambition is to preach the gospel where it has never been preached. That's our ambition in Indonesia, is, is to, to follow this model and send the gospel where it has never been heard. Because Jesus commands us to make disciples to the ends of the earth. Right In Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 21, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And as John pointed out, it's not just our interpretation of this to say nations means people groups. That's the original Greek. Right? That's not, John kind of made it sound like, oh, we came to this understanding. No, we didn't come to this understanding. That's the original understanding. Was nations is people groups, tribes, right? Often is, is how it's translated as well. That's what the Greek word means, right? To all nations, all peoples. Go make disciples of all peoples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Right? He says this, the word's got to go out to everybody. He makes that clear also in, in Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. Another thing that he told them near the end. When they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father, Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Right? He kind of takes these circles. For them, this is like the closest, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And for us, there's no further, no further end of the earth than Indonesia. Really, when you go there, you feel like you're at the end. <laughs> right? you, if you go there, you'll feel like, wow, this is as far as I can travel, and, and then we're at the very, very end of the earth. Right? It really feels that way. Proclaiming the gospel is our highest calling. It's vital because people are actually perishing. It matters that people hear the gospel. And like John made clear, it's about access can people hear it? Are, have people heard it? Is it available to them? Yesterday, we, we had the fishing tournament. 
And I gave a, a real simple gospel presentation at the end of it to the men that were there. But most of them, that's not the first time they've heard about Jesus. Right? There may be the, the first time that they understood it, or it may become clearer, but they've certainly heard the name of Jesus. They've heard the idea of being forgiven. They've heard about sin. They've heard about forgiveness offered of the cross that Jesus and, and following Jesus and, and these kind of things. They, they've heard it on some level. There are people in the world that have never heard it, that don't have any access to it at all. Right? If we thought about it like water, right, we know that water is essential for life. And if there was a water shortage across the entire earth and we decided all of a sudden there was no water and we had to distribute it, we got all the water and we have to distribute it, right? Are we going to take cup by cup to each person? No, that would not be a very good strategy, right? If we're like, everyone needs water, how do we get water to everybody? We're not going to go hand out to the next person we see like, here's a cup of water, here's a cup of water, here's a cup of water, right? We're going to set up stations, right, of here's where you can go, again, we'll get the word out, go get water over here, Go get water over here. Go get water over here. And we try to go as big as we can to have the stations where everyone can have access to the water, not to hand a cup to each person. Once we have those stations set up, then maybe we'll take a cup to everybody. Right? But this, the, having the access to it is the key. Is there a way that people can get access to it? And you'd say like, well, yeah, and if it was water, that, that's, I mean, that's really important. People have to have water to live. The gospel is more vital than water because this has eternal consequences, right? If you die of thirst, that's just your body here today. But if you don't have the gospel, you cannot have eternal life. You can't have access to eternal life. This is more important than that. And we know that this has to happen before Jesus comes back, right? A lot of us go like, man, Jesus, come back, come back now, come back now. You want to make that happen? This is how you make that happen. In Mark chapter 13, he says this, Be on your guard, for they will deliver you over to councils, and you will be beaten in synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them. And the gospel must first be proclaimed to all nations, again, peoples, tribes. And when they bring you to trial and deliver you over. Do not be anxious beforehand what you are to say, but whatever is given you in that hour, it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. We're saying before he comes back, the gospel is going to be proclaimed to all peoples. It has to happen. So finally, we'll wrap up. How should we then live? Here's a couple options. First, recognize your need to proclaim the gospel to unreached people groups. Recognize that need and, and the, the, play, the part that we can play in it, right? And recognize that as that make it a priority kind of thing. Secondly, pray for our missions efforts in Indonesia. You can get involved simply by taking ownership of it, right? Simply of not going like, you know, someone asks you about missions or missions comes up and you don't go, oh yeah, my church is involved in Indonesia. No, if you change that to, we're involved in Indonesia, I pray for Indonesia. I'm a part of this. It's part of what we do. It's not a part of what some of us do. It's a part of our DNA as a church, right? as, as the people of God. And then thirdly, ask how you might be used to expand by him to expand his kingdom. Maybe it's going, maybe it's praying, maybe it's giving. Right? How, but how can you be used in this effort? Right? Simply by being engaged in it, hearing about it. When you get the emails that have a report on it, do you read it or do you trash it? 
I know that maybe you don't. But maybe start reading it. Start being engaged in it, investing in it, your heart and time into it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, the way that you have used our church in Indonesia. I pray that we could be involved more. Right, that each one of us would engage more in it. That you would show us how we might be a part of expanding your kingdom in Indonesia. That you could use us for your glory. We pray these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.